People turning south on the freeway were startled when they saw three flying saucers high over Hollywood Boulevard. A woman, startled by the sight in the sky, telephones the police. There comes a time in each man's life when he can't even believe his own eyes. Saucers seen over Hollywood. Flying saucers seen over Washington, D.C. The army convoy moved into the field. Rockets were quickly set up. Colonel Tom Edwards, in charge of saucer field activities, was to make the greatest decision of his career. He made that decision. Colonel Edwards gave the signal to fire. Then, as swiftly as they had come, they were gone, even to the piercing eye of radar and the speeding jet fighters. Invasion, our army at war. What strange occurrences are happening in our own backyard? Greetings, my friend. Welcome back. Welcome back to the place where we shall uncover the truth and expose the lies behind flying saucer attacks. The truth behind the grave robbers who reanimate the dead to haunt the living. Dear Inspector Daniel Clay perished looking for the truth. Whom shall be the next victim? Heroic pilot Jeff Trent? His loving wife Paula? Even you may be in peril. Peril from Space Soldiers from Space Station 7. Quite a sight, wasn't it, sir? A sight I'd rather not be seeing. Are you worried about them, sir? Well, they must have a reason for their visits. Visits? Well, that would indicate visitors. Are big guns the usual way of welcoming visitors? We haven't always fired at them. Oh. For a time, we tried to contact them by radio, but no response. Then they attacked a town. A small town, I'll admit, but nevertheless, a town of people. People who died. I never heard about that, sir. Well, it was covered up by the higher echelon. Take any fire, any earthquake, any major disaster, then wonder. Flying saucers, Captain, are still a rumor, officially. Looks like we beat them off again, sir. What do they want? Where are they from? Where are they going? They, sir? Who? Aha, this is a training maneuver, sir. We only did a little practice firing at the clouds. Yeah. I wonder what their next move will be. What will their next move be? Face that mysterious unknown. What civilizations have risen and fallen among the stars before mankind had even invented the wheel? The ruler sits in Space Station 7, pondering how his agents have dealt with the crisis on the planet we call Earth. Your space commander has returned from Earth. Send him in. You have your report. We had to pull in here to Space Station 7 for regeneration. We're returning to planet Earth immediately thereafter. What progress has been made? 
We contacted government officials. They refuse our existence. What plan will you follow now? Plan 9. It's been absolutely impossible to work through these Earth creatures. Their soul is too controlled. Plan 9? Ah, yes. Plan 9 deals with the resurrection of the dead. Long-distance electrodes shot into the pinion pituitary glands of recent dead. Have you attempted any of this plan as yet? Yes, Excellency. How successful has it been? We have risen two so far. We shall be just as successful on more. The living. They have no suspicion of your movements? We had to dispose of one policeman. However, none of those risen have been seen. At least, not by anyone who still remains alive. It's too bad it must be handled this way. But it must. Those who take from the grave will lead the way to our other operations. Yes, Excellency. Continue on. Report to me in two Earth days. I feared His Excellency wouldn't take our report this well. Had he been dealing with our own people, his reaction would have been completely different. He understands the difficulties of the Earth race. What do you think will be the next obstacle the Earth people put in our way? Well, as long as they can think, we'll have our problems. But those whom we are using cannot think. They are dead, brought to a simulated life by our own electrode guns. You know, it's an interesting thing when you consider the Earth people who can think are so frightened by those who cannot, the dead. Well, our ship should be regenerated. We better get started. At the abode of Jeff and Paula Trent, Jeff makes one last plea to his beautiful bride. I still think you ought to go into town and stay with your mother until I get back. This is our home and nothing's going to take me from it. Besides, most men try and keep their wives from going home to mama. That's not the point. That's all the point there's going to be. Now toddle off and fly your flying machine, darling. But if you see any more flying saucers, Will you tell them to pick another house to buzz? Hmm, be careful. Don't worry about me. Uh, you're the only thing I do worry about. Uh, forget the flying saucers. They're up there. There's something in that cemetery, and that's too close for comfort. The saucers are up there, and the cemetery's out there. But I'll be locked up in there. Hmm, now off to your wild blue yonders. You'll promise you'll lock the doors immediately? I promise. Besides, I'll be in bed before half an hour is gone with your pillow beside me. My pillow? Well, I have to have something to keep me company while you're away. Sometimes in the night when it does get a little lonely, I reach over and touch it. Then it doesn't seem so lonely anymore. Crazy kid. I do love you, darling. Mm. See you Thursday. Goodbye, honey. You know I'm not leaving here until you're locked safely inside. All right, darling. If you're especially nice, I may even lock the side door. And be sure you keep the yard lights on. You're mighty silent this trip, Jeff. Huh? You haven't spoken ten words since takeoff. 
Uh, I guess I'm preoccupied, Danny. We've got 33 passengers back there that have time to be preoccupied. Flying this flybird doesn't give you that opportunity. I guess you're right, Danny. Paula? Yeah? There's nothing wrong between you two? Oh no, nothing like that. Just that I'm worried. She being there alone and those strange things flying over the house. Those incidents in the graveyard these past few days. It's just got me worried. Well, I haven't figured out those crazy skybirds yet. But I'll give you 50 to 1 odds the police have cleared out that cemetery thing by now. I hope so. If you're really that worried, Jeff, why don't you radio in and find out? Max should be on duty at the field by now. He could call Paula and relay the message to you. Hi, Edie. Hi, Silence. I haven't heard a word from this end of the plane since we left the field. Jeff's been giving me and himself a study in silence. You boys are feuding? Oh, no, Edie. Nothing like that. Hey, Edie. How about you and me balling it up in Albuquerque? Albuquerque? Have you read that flight schedule, boy? What about it? We land at Albuquerque at 4 a.m. That's strictly a 9 o'clock town. Well, I know this friend that'll help us, and... Let's have a problem first. Huh, Danny? Ah, uh, he's worried about Paula. I read about that cemetery business. I tried to get you kids not to buy too near one of those things. We get there soon enough as it is. He thought it'd be quiet and peaceful there. No doubt about that. It's quiet, all right. Like a tomb. I'm sorry, Jeff. That was a bad joke. Say, I almost forgot what I came in here for. How's the coffee situation? Mmm, that's for me. That sure wouldn't hurt anything, Edie. Okay. I'll be right back. And say, Jeff, make that call to your wife. Hmm. Not only will she throw cold water on my Albuquerque plan, but now she's repeating herself. How about that Albuquerque ball? I can't resist your charm, Danny boy. One accepts the grave to be a place of eternal slumber. But on this night, Inspector Clay wakes from his slumber as one of the undead. Residents near the cemetery paid little attention to the blast of thunder and the flash of lightning, but from the blast arose the moving figure of the dead old man. Hello? Who? Mac? Well, hi, Mac. I'm sure I'm all right. I just fell asleep. Tell Jeff I'm all right. Okay, Mac. Thanks for calling. Paula places the phone on the receiver, when all of a sudden, her bedroom door slowly creaked open. That once loving old man who mourned his wife is now a ghoul out of his final resting place and out for blood. Paula escapes her ghastly tormentor. Rising from the darkness like a vampire, the old man's wife joins in the chase. He once swore to serve and protect. Now the once heroic Inspector Clay is a ghoul out for the blood of the innocent. Out for Paula Trent. Fortune has other plans for Paula Trent, as former Calder sees the hapless heroine streaking across the road in dismay. 
Mrs. Trent faints. Mrs. Trent! Mrs. Trent! What's wrong? As Farmer Calder places the unconscious Paula Trent in his automobile, the ghoul Inspector Clay arises on the scene. Come on and start. We gotta get out of here. The farmer and pilot's wife barely escape with their lives. While not too far away in the cemetery, the soldiers from space plan in their spacecraft. They'll be at the hatch in a moment. You can open it now, Tanner. Emerging from the hatch, the ghoul and Spectre Clay, accompanied by the old man's vampiric wife, pounce on Eros, showing no mercy in their attack. Turn off the electrodes, quickly! They can't tell us from anyone else. The undead pair are once again subdued. The alien overlords once again in control. Back at the cemetery near the Trent household, the police continue their search. It's tough to find something when you don't know what you're looking for. I don't think the lieutenant does either. Then what are you doing out here? I was off duty an hour ago. Uh, don't ask me any questions. I'm just a hard hat just like you. What do you suppose that noise was? Whatever it was, it's no more strange than the other things happened around this cemetery. Spirits, like old Farmer Calder talked about. <laughs> Maybe. The only spirits he saw tonight were those I smelled on his breath. Well, don't forget, Mrs. Trent claims to have seen them too. She didn't have anything on her breath. She was hysterical. Well, true. She was frightened in a state of shock. But don't forget that torn nightgown and the scratched feet. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I guess that's why you're a detective, Lieutenant. I'm still a uniform cop. Sometimes it's only the brakes, Larry. In the meantime, let's get... Lieutenant, Lieutenant, did you hear that? How could we help it? It sure was strange. Know what it was? No more than you do. If it weren't for orders, I'd get out of here right now. It was a saucer. A flying saucer? What makes you say that? You remember the noise we heard the other night? We were knocked to the ground. I exactly, but you're not remembering that sound. There you're wrong, Lieutenant. I'm with the fact the sound is similar. But what about the blinding light? How could I forget? Well, haven't you heard? Many times a saucer hasn't had a glow or a light of any kind for that matter. That proves it. What's next, Lieutenant? Oh, Lieutenant, maybe this doesn't mean much, but Jamie and me found a grave that looks like it's been busted into. What? Where? Why, uh... Why? Come on, man out with it. We haven't got all day to waste. Just over there, beyond the crypt. Alright, show us the way. Look, here it is, Lieutenant. It's been broken into, alright. Strange. If someone had broken in, the dirt should be piled up here somewhere. It looks like it's fallen into the grave. Larry, you'll be out of that uniform before you know it. Do we have the right to look down here, Lieutenant? Ah, technically no. No? Well, this spot looks familiar, though. We shouldn't investigate any further without the permission of next kin. Let's go get it. How? Well, let's go down and find out whose grave it is. How? By going down and finding out. Are you sure you mean that, Lieutenant? If I didn't mean it, I wouldn't have said it. Scared? Well, why do I always get hooked up with these spook details? Monsters, graves, bodies. Oh, all right. 
casket's here, but nobody's in it. Can you read the name on the casket? It's too dark. Uh, give me a flashlight. How about a match? We sure could try it. Let me have them. Okay. It's Inspector Clay's grave, but he ain't in it. Where's the body of Inspector Clay? As soon as one mystery is revealed, many others are on Earth. Will mankind prevail against space soldiers from Space Station 7? Stay tuned for the next installment, my friend. The fate of our future very well depends on it. Bob Tells